I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets. Hello from Maastricht, Bratislava, and probably the last time from Magdeburg. My name is Mark. And I'm David, and you're listening to the Check Your Facts podcast, a little podcast about media, journalism, and everything connected, as we like to say. So how <laughs> are you doing, Mark? Oh, I'm fine. Uh, thanks. And you probably heard last last time from Magdeburg, probably. Uh, I have to say we are recording this um, before Christmas and in New Year. I'm moving to Berlin, as you probably heard, because you're a regular subscriber to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, so a bit farewell, farewell feelings here. How are you doing just before Christmas? Oh, I feel very Christmassy and uh, I'm just like lazy to do anything <laughs> at the moment. This is and this still, is yeah. this is no it, the the recording of this interview is ki kind of like the highlight of my day uh, to do something fun. Otherwise, it's work, you know, uh, busy work before Christmas and everything. Everyone before everyone goes to do nothing and just enjoy themselves. Um, yeah, yes, yeah. that's yeah. But uh, you, dear listeners, are hearing this podcast in the new year. So happy new year! <laughs> um, Yeah, and we thought we bring to you something that is um, a bit trendy, you could say. Or what, what What do you think, David? Is it kind of trendy? I would say like it's really up to date. <laughs> okay, so a perfect start for the new year. A perfect start for the second season, if there is any th or such thing as seasons for the Check Your Facts podcast. But yeah, let's say new year, new season. And one of our favorite Netflix shows of 2017 got released for, for a second season, which is Dark, the German production. And David was very excited about it. Yes, I was. I, I love the show, guys. Who haven't seen it, it's like uh, European cinemagraphy at the best. So go go, go to Netflix. And this, this is not a paid ad, <laughs> might add. But if you're listening this and are working at Netflix and you want to sponsor this podcast, please come to us <laughs> reach out <laughs> okay anyway we sh I, th i think we should get to our guest because he's the, the things he's doing uh, is uh, they're like really interesting and um he has yeah. a lot of explaining to do i guess yeah because when i saw this on twitter i was thinking wow i never thought of that and it sounds very interesting and i definitely need to know how this is working so i would uh, welcome from Maastricht in the Netherlands, uh, Karim Maassen, uh, welcome to the podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. And Happy New Year, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's not bad luck to do this before the New Year. <laughs> no. So, Karim, nice that you uh, can be a guest at our podcast. Uh, we just said that everything is strange and new, and I bet we come to this in a second um, but we can firstly say you have a, a startup which is called user and mm -hmm. just by reading the twitter biography building news together an ai and blockchain assisted user generated news agency this is why um, we invited you but before we dig deeper into this and before you explain how you do this why you do this we always ask our guests um, how did you first um, come in contact with journalism what is your way to to the thing you're doing now so um could you please explain how you came to like doing news and being interested in yeah developing a journalistic product 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I think I've always been very interested in journalism in general. Uh, ever since I was a, a little child, uh, I've always been interested in what happened to the world, in the world. Uh, the television was always news, the news programs, so I think it's uh, a bit of my childhood as well. Um, and I still remember those, those world-changing events, like the fall of the Berlin Wall, uh, things like that. So it's a, it's kind of a let's say almost a hobby in that sense and um, well I also you know uh, participated in journalism projects in the region and have been the, the editor-in-chief for my uh, high school newspaper so uh, yeah it's uh, it's uh, more than a hobby maybe even and uh, so after a few detours in my uh, studies I came across this uh, communication studies uh, here in the Netherlands and um, the thesis was all about how to innovate uh, news uh, in a way that would bring news and the general public uh, closer together. So I started thinking about using the internet and uh, it was all in the days of the web 2.0 era. So uh, social media was very hot at that time. Um, so the conclusion was uh, yes, yes, you can do that. That's called citizen journalism. And uh, this was a very interesting thing to conclude. Sadly, it was also 2005, 2006, so that meant that technology and society uh, in general wasn't, I believe, uh, ready to actually execute citizen journalism in a proper way, I think. So that's uh, a little bit in a nutshell how I came into uh, to journalism. All right, and then you decided to finally build something on your own, or were, or were you like tired of, of working for, for companies or for, for newsrooms? Or uh, you... <laughs> well, no, no, no. It's, it's uh, well, never, never really uh, stopped there. So the conclusion was yes, you could do it, but no, not now. And I it always um, stayed in the back of my mind uh, this this idea of citizen journalism. So uh, I witnessed the technology and society changing in the, the past 10 years. And uh, I think it was the um, Arab Spring that, uh, that was my personal wake-up call, where the, uh, the world was presented for the first time by um, people who were able to, to report live news as it happened uh, through new technology, willing to do it, fully aware of the implications uh, so that that made me decide to well maybe I think this time is right, time is now, and let's start investigating if this uh, if this is a possibility. Okay, and then you thought of Newser. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kind of yes, kind yes, of. kind of. The, the the name already existed uh, in two thousand five, but uh, but again uh, the technology wasn't ready. Uh, then, so I had to reinvent uh, the citizen journalism idea uh, to uh, make use of new technologies, new, new ideas. And uh, so, yeah, basically, you are right. I think I uh, reinvented the idea of Newser, and, uh, and now we're here. Okay, you, um, you say on, on your Twitter profile that it's the world's first artificial intelligence-powered citizen uh, journalism. Yeah. What... Can we um, understand by that? And what what 
what is it exactly and how does it work? Um, so citizen journalism, you could say, is a subset of the idea of user-generated content, right? Uh, so if you look at uh, Wikipedia, for instance, which is uh, user-generated by nature, uh, it's been proven to be, in at least some parts, a, to be a better encyclopedia than, uh, for instance, Britannica, which is written by professionals. So if you use that that idea of user-generated content being able to produce high-quality content, then uh, bringing that to news, uh, we were looking at technical possibilities to to leverage that that power of the well so-called wisdom of the crowds and apply it to citizen journalism. So that's where the artificial intelligence part came in. Because uh, the difference, I think, uh, if you look at Wikipedia, again, uh, very good encyclopedia, absolutely. But it's also very linear. So if you were to write something about an article uh, and rewrite that, uh, that specific article, the last thing you put in there is it's not per se the truth, if you will, or maybe a correct uh, uh, message. So you have to do something with... Uh, multiple user inputs uh, if you were to actually facilitate uh, citizen journalism, which is, an, in our belief, uh, something that is a collaborative uh, venture. So multiple user inputs, how would you actually make that constructed into uh, sensible articles? So the challenge was to, to do that, and we found ways uh, in using artificial intelligence to do that. Um, so if you have, if you have let's say, uh, two people who are talking about the same subject, for, the, for instance, uh, the system would detect that and tries to interpret what people are saying and then connect those two inputs and output one article. That's, that's a little bit uh, where the AI, AI came in. Okay, um, you said we. Um how, how, yes. big, how big is your team and and <laughs> how, how far are you into like developing the final platform or app or what is the final product yeah um so we're with several people um currently a team of four uh which will be expanding in the new year which is now of course <laughs> uh <laughs> yes um and we're working towards uh three phases so first will be the, the, the actual collaborative interface. So how do you interact with an interface that helps you work together with different with other people? And then you have the interpretation of uh, the, the, the inputs. So that's the machine learning part. And then you have the, the third phase, which is uh, connecting it and decentralizing it through the blockchain technology, which is a whole different can of uh, worms, but uh, I think it's also the uh, maybe even the most important part of the entire project. Yeah, and uh, I saw that you got recently funded by uh, the Google Dig Digital News Initiative, so congratulations. That's <laughs> very you. nice, so you can uh, finally, mm -hmm. finally do this. And I know that David is very much interested in the third part. Um, he, al <laughs> he already told me that like, the blockchain part is, um, is one of his biggest interests. And uh, I'd say because of all the, the Bitcoin hype, uh, probably <laughs> everyone heard about the word blockchain at least. But um, David, yeah. um, David, I want to hand it over to you because... Yeah. 
Yeah, thank you, Mark. So, so, but like <laughs> about the blockchain, there, I I would say the year two thousand and seventeen uh, was was the year of like introduction of blockchain to like a broader public because Wired, Fast Company, all these big technological websites wrote um, a primer into what the blockchain is, and all of the the articles had like thousands of words so it was like pre- pretty hard to uh, explain what is blockchain so so my, my question is like if if you can explain it so that like explain like i'm five in a way <laughs> you know uh, you mean the the blockchain technology blockchain. in general well um yes just just really quickly the blockchain and then like how you are will be leveraging it is if it's not like a big know-how <laughs> yeah so uh wow uh blockchain in five words i'd say it's a, a decentralized distributed uh, knowledge base where you don't necessarily need to trust everyone but by using the network effect by having everybody participating in the in the uh shared content in the shared knowledge uh it is inherently trusted so um so we're talking about trust here and i think that's the the key ingredient in this this entire story of what users is trying to do because if you are talking about uh changes in the media landscape and then you have citizen journalism i think trust is a very important factor in this um so yeah if you if you look at the 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 current business models uh which is very much uh attention driven advertisement driven and not per se quality driven then uh incentivizing both publishers and journalists uh for creating quality content is i think the key key ingredient here and blockchain will uh be the uh, solution for that okay i i i understand but like uh, there are like some aspects of blockchain why why um Uh, some people find it really really amazing and mm-hmm. if i get it correctly it's because you can kind of trace all the uh all the changes of of the of the product or of of the of the in- information so like you can tell like who changed what right yes yeah that's absolutely correct so you, so it's it's there and it's there forever so uh once you say something once you put something into the system it is there and please be aware of that so that's definitely a good incentive to create quality content because you will be uh, traceable for what you have said in the past also things that are in the blockchain are immutable so you cannot change it you cannot all documents already out there it's also uh, again contributes to the uh, trust factor yes and just just to, like explain if someone is still like hanging by a straw like it's it's this way because it's decentralized right so like uh the, if i put the information in the system knows i'm the one putting the information in the information goes into like everyone's let's say like um units computers whatever and mm-hmm. that way like we all have the same information and if i try to change it it's it wouldn't work because everyone already had the first information so it would be like a, a second change to it right 
Exactly, yeah. You would need a, a vast amount of computer power to overrule at least one record and then keep consistently persuade the entire network that what you are telling is the truth and you wouldn't be able to do so. Okay. And if if I was here to play the devil's advocate, um, <laughs> uh, I, I would say there was already in 2017, um, like some researchers um, attempted to do this. And I, I if I'm not like uh, terribly wrong, I, I think they... they um, managed to do something or change something but uh, yes yeah, as, as you said like it it amounted like with a like a huge computer power yeah uh, or something like that but like in 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 the in the end it's like the best technology uh we, we could we can trust at the moment or like uh something like very close absolutely right? yeah absolutely it's a, it's a game changer it's a game changer for many industries not only for Uh, fiat currency, which is, we all know, Bitcoin. That's a very clear example. But uh, for news media, which I'm doing, uh, but also for insurance companies, uh, other distributed uh, information uh, companies. So, yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a, it's a game changer. And uh, w- when we get from blockchain to journalism, now, now um, so what what is your attempt like like really like in a like if if you would say it in like a layman's term so uh let, let's say um my 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 brother he's really interested into um you know movies and stuff so like mm-hmm. how how for example could he participate so uh if you take the example of the arab spring uh, again uh you 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 see that that people are actually able to to be a journalist in some form uh, whatever you would define journalism uh, but if you look at that then that's definitely a good example of citizen journalism and so we're talking here about the prosumer market so you're both the producer and the consumer and I don't want to to sound too uh, too buzzwordy but uh, I think um, if you look at uber for example that's I think a good example of, of, of a presumer market where you could be both the taxi driver and both the one who is buying a fare, a, a taxi drive. And now if you take that to the uh, journalism market, if if you are willing to to write to to write about a certain subject that is close to your interests, whether it be very uh, recent or maybe it's something in general, the idea of you adding information to the system in the way you prefer, I think that's that's the, the basis of of this this, this decentralized uh, citizen journalism idea. So in your example, uh, yeah, it, gladly. Uh, I'd love him to write about his, uh, his hobbies and his fascinations uh, because that would actually add content to the system. I yes. see. And where where does where does this leave the the traditional media? So um, because like uh, what if I'm understanding getting it right, you're like creating uh, mm-hmm. uh, absolutely a new platform for um, mm-hmm. you know uh, like let's say let's let's use the content word uh, content platform uh, which which will be like uh, could could be attributed to different trusted or sources because of blockchain and 
how how do you see uh, in this ecosystem the traditional or like uh, n- or newcomers like digital media? Um, so um, the the idea, if you look at the the uh, current business models, which are again very much about advertisement, which leads to uh, attention. It's so uh, not per se about quality. Yes. Um, Right. If you if you spread your news as as much as you can, then you get a more of a uh, advertisement revenue, and that doesn't per se lead to high quality journalism. So if you remove that that incentive and decentralize it and put the, the power back to the actual uh, news creators and consumers, which are both you and me, uh, again the prosumer market, then you take the the advertisement out of the equation and reward uh, quality and what we want to read, what we need to read, instead of pure attention. And that leads to sensationalism, fake news, and whatnot. So, so you, 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 you spoke about, like, um, I, I, I like this idea because it's, uh, like, not the... Um, Uh, pivot like it's it's not the attention economy but it's the like uh, the word I, I'm not sure who invented it really but like <laughs> pivot to readers you know like uh, readers first and like what what yeah. readers want but um, and you talked about uh, disrupting the ad business or like completely removing it then where where is the you know where does the money come from Yeah, good question, of course. It's not just only a hobby, huh? <laughs> no, but uh, uh, so, so uh, first of all, you see these, these trends that, that quality journalism is, is actually uh, rewarded again. Uh, here in the Netherlands, we have the correspondent. Um, so, so we are moving towards um, rewarding quality journalism instead of only attention-based journalism. So that's one trend. And uh, we believe that um, consumers like you and me or newsrooms where we are participating in are willing to uh, pay for high-quality journalism. And then you have on the, the publisher's side as well, they even realize that that they are not so much doing journalism as it is intended, as it was intended. Um, they, they feel themselves... A little bit stuck between uh, a, a rock and a hard place. If you consider advertisements to be such a big part of their revenue model, and they want to steer away from that that structure, then facilitating a platform that that helps them uh, actually do that, I think there's a there's definitely a lot of revenue to be found. So it's both ways. It's when the consumers, we, you, and the publishers as well um this sounds like very very positive everything but i bet when you came up with the idea and um invented like everything and talked about it and discussed it with with your colleagues Mm -hmm. you must have found something that is like a weakness of the system or anything that could like maybe be a negative point is there is there any anything that you would say maybe now that could be like if there are some changes be like really changed in a year or so but it's just something that, that you would say makes the system a bit weaker 
like yeah i, I don't know what <laughs> I, I can't think of anything but i i bet um you came across something when you discussed everything uh very good question um no i wouldn't say there there's too much of a uh, struggle in the process of course we, we we we've had many many talks with publishers and journalists and uh, we were actually very surprised by the reception of the the idea the concept and uh, the little uh, experiments we did um, but I think there's a healthy skepsis towards um, citizen journalism in general uh, journalism is a profession of course and a proud one to be um so i definitely can imagine that uh putting journalism in general into the hands of the general public uh, might feel a little bit scary uh so we, we'll have to look uh, how that evolves uh when we are rolling out the, the the first platform version yeah i think yeah because yeah when you when you talk to journalists they always like what i do is is important and that's very much true but what do you, you just yeah, go on. No, it, that's true. It is important, and and we're definitely not um, taking them out. And on the other hand, contrary, I think that um, it's it's having the general public be part of the journalism process as a whole. I think it's that has added value for uh, journalists as well. Yeah, definitely. Would you self consider yourself or call yourself a journalist with that project, or more like a developer, or I don't know? No, I, I I wouldn't call myself uh, a journalist per se, but um, I do take part in discussions online, like on Reddit, and I participate on uh, Wikipedia and all sorts of user-generated content sites. Um, so in that sense, I think I'm taking part in the next level of online journalism if you will of course that's what i'm selling so yeah i have to say yes <laughs> <laughs> um from from what you told us i bet this is probably a very good um project and a very good um type of of, of journalism project for especially countries where like the people are oppressed by mm -hmm. by um ah by politicians and every and everything, um, are are you planning like on focusing first on countries where there's a let's say difficult situation in the moment? Because you mentioned the Arab Spring, and obviously it's 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 better there because the people are actually contributing than compared to a Western country like Germany or the U.S. or the U.K. where there mm -hmm. is a, a functioning media scene and uh, journalism scene and you have like public broadcasters and private media and uh, not so many like troubled troubled sources for example yeah i i, I agree of course there's a there's a, i think a difference between those countries and the countries we we currently live in um it is on the roadmap because i do believe that that will help uh people uh, in general um, but we have to develop the technology first and for that you will need a, um, a a critical mass of participation 
Um, so that that's why we are probably mainly focusing on the, of course, Dutch market because we are based in the Netherlands, but also the um, English-speaking countries. But it's definitely on the roadmap. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So nice. So uh, what's what's the timetable? When can we like see see your first draft? <laughs> <laughs> no promises. But uh, the idea is that we will be doing an MVP on uh, end of February, beginning March. So uh, so we're close by. Nice. And I bet there will be um, loads of journalists talking about like, uh, like everything and how it is working. And you probably will have competitors, and the blockchain technology will like help yes. you having like um, yeah critics and so on. But I'm always thinking because you always not only with journalists, but when you read about blockchain technology and how this is a trend and a hype and we should all stay calm and you know it could break down like any moment like especially when it comes to the the cryptocurrency mm. um don't you fear that like if there would happen anything like for example the bitcoin crashing like so much that everyone loses everything um yeah. that that it would also lead back to like blockchain and there would be a negative light on on that technology and then you yeah would would stand there and have like nothing yeah well yeah absolutely i understand what you're saying um so the technology is is just a vehicle it's the the um backbone of what we are trying to do it's also the third phase uh in the entire process because the Collaborative platform will be the, the main focus first. Um, I think it's very important to distinguish uh, hype-based information, throwing out the blockchain and ICO hashtags just to get attention, and actually using a technology for the better cause. So, we, in all honesty, we, we've even considered not mentioning blockchain at all just because of what I just told you. Um, because we are using the technology for the for the ideas and not to get attention. Of course, yeah, it helps explaining what you're trying to do better if you actually mention the technology. But yeah, no, uh, I understand what you're saying, but I'm not afraid of the uh, the eventual backslash. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so you say if there will be like another technology in a year. And yeah. you can adapt it because it probably works better. Then you could also easily change it. It's just because now you think it's the best, the best technology for you. Yeah, yeah. Of course, we started thinking from the from the what do we want to achieve and what what do we have from the technology part and how can we make uh, use of a hype? No, definitely not. We want to. We have a clear goal of what we want to achieve, and that is the uh, citizen journalism, which is uh, I think based on the collaborativism. And that's what we're trying to solve. There, there has been a few companies emerging in 2017 who were mm -hmm. talking about uh, blockchain journalism. Um, uh, have you? I, I'm sure you have researched your, <laughs> let's say, competition. Um, yes. Have you, have, so you've probably heard of Civil, the you know the blockchain-based journalism marketplace. Mm -hmm. So. Um, uh, would you say they are doing something similar or something different? 
something similar, definitely, and um, that's not a problem per se. Although I, I do find that um, many of the the uh, blockchain journalism initiatives are really focused on the technology. And as I just discussed with you, maybe that's not the best angle to go about uh, conveying your ideas. But I absolutely applaud the initiatives because I do believe in the uh, in the shared cause. <laughs> I, I know you already talked about this, but just 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 to clarify, like the 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 the, the technology of blockchain is mm-hmm. is um, I mean it's hard to understand. Um, you, you have to have some like uh, tech background for it. But if you want to spread it in in an environment which is not maybe technologically, um, you know, advanced, is do do, do you, how how do you see this like you know happening? So for example, l- let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about Africa, um, mm-hmm. f- for no reason, just uh, and uh, so there are like different communities, but in some parts of Africa. Uh, usually people have really uh, like um, slow connection to internet and uh, they are using mainly uh, their cell phones. That's right. So do you see it like spreading in an environment like that? Uh, yes, absolutely. It, it, it all depends on the context. Uh, you, so you would have to uh, offload or change the information throughput. So maybe... Don't put too much stress, technical stress, on the actual devices those people are using in that current situation, and make use of the, uh, let's say, um, network, the local network, and have them um, collaboratively put the combined information to the system. It's a little bit of a technical thing, but there are different ways to ensure that a, a local group of people are participating in, in, in a uh, informa- information sharing, that they can do it collaboratively. Yeah, there's definitely some challenges to do. Uh, good question, though. Uh, maybe in a year I can come back to you and explain a little bit more in detail <laughs> how we have solved that problem. <laughs> no, because that, that would be for me uh, curious because as you mentioned, yeah. uh, like local um, communities, then like uh, I was uh, exactly thinking about local journalism and like one of the uh, points many journalists and also few of our guests we had in 2017 said like mm-hmm. uh, local journalism is like I'm, I'm not saying dying but it's uh, li- li- it's not 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 the high point of the <laughs> it's living at at the moment and yeah. and this feels like it could uh, help the the situation um, if, yeah. if if you know correctly introduced into communities yeah no I agree I agree and practically you would you would have to do it off chain so you have to make sure that the community in itself is able to collaborate and then when they are actually in the uh, situation that where they can push the collaborated content collaborated news into the world then you can have that do it as a whole so um, yeah no, I think the blockchain technology actually contributes to that idea. 
and uh, I, I I have uh, like uh, maybe <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not sure if if you know the answer, but I'll I'll ask. Um, so uh, in local communities, there are still like um, many, um, uh, let's say, older people, which who who do not you know really care for internet or are not using internet as well. But they are mm. really they they all have like phones, cell phones. And uh, do do you see um, uh, this type of like blockchain journalism, which could exist off, uh, let's say something like you know speech to text uh, recognition mm-hmm. when like you you phone in something and it turns into text. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely agree. Um, it it really de- it really depends on, on on what you are willing or capable of contributing to the to the system. So, um, for instance, we are discussing and shaping a pilot which we are going to do in in a few weeks' time, where we are asking ten to fifteen people who are participating as an audience in a, a football match, soccer match, and uh, of all different kinds of backgrounds, different kind of technology adaptation levels and we are just asking them to report what you see report the the the, the soccer game um, in the way you you love to and the idea is that regardless of of how good you are at technology of or how good you are at explaining things there are all kinds of differences between us the combined effort so that's the wisdom of crowds idea will lead to actual high-quality content. So we'll be seeing, uh, that's a prediction, two things. That's one, the live stream of the event. of the event, And then in the end, the summarization of the soccer game. So we'll be looking really forward to how that works out. I'm sure you heard about uh, Wiki Tribune, you know, the, yes. the, yes. the journalism site Wikipedia founder is, uh, has started. And... Um, like if if I'm going to explain what like uh, Wiki Tribune is to my grandmother, <laughs> I I, th- I think I can like fairly quickly explain it. But if I, I was to explain to her like what newser is and why she should like maybe use newser, I'm I, I still think I'm I might not be able to explain to her <laughs> like like really easily. So like I I mean I. I see the benefits of of, of user and the, the blockchain technology behind mm-hmm. it, but you know, just to to a regular folk, it's uh, it's pretty futuristic stuff, I would say. Yes, I agree, and uh, that's also why we tend to not mention the blockchain technology at all, and explain <laughs> it in detail. Yeah, that's 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 what it is. I mean, it's it's citizen journalism. And uh, the technology behind is actually not that relevant for people who are using it. If, if, if you do what you promise, if the system does what it needs to be doing, then I think we, we are a successful mission. And using the blockchain to ensure trust, to ensure immutability, uh, absolutely a, a good idea. But for my mother personally, I don't think she should understand and I don't think she needs to understand. 
Well, you, I'm I'm yeah. I'm really clinging to the idea uh, of, of of blockchain. I know I know <laughs> this is like the fourth <laughs> question you got about this. And <laughs> with, um, you, you I, I love same, it too. I love it too. It's, you it's you, you had the same answer, but um, I I really feel like the this piece of technology and what it represents really um, is is game changing, and it's the mm-hmm. like like quite a big differentiator be, between you and the wiki tribune let's say so yeah so that's when i'm still getting back to it and like it's it's not that i want <laughs> you know <laughs> just like uh the, the legitimize the, the the whole thing and make it harder just wanna i'm just just thinking about it like how to explain it like you know because if if i explain to her like uh, okay so wiki tribune is done like this user is done like this and uh, mm-hmm. we we really, um, you know, you really ha- can trust uh, a new user because because of the technology. I would say to her. And I she, think you know, yeah. If you were if you were to explain it in lay, in layman's terms, that's the differentiator. The difference between that between Wiki Tribune and the new system. Uh, so yeah, there you have it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no, it's 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 great. I mean, I I, lo- uh, I love this discussion. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could I could talk uh, about blockchain for hours and hours, but I think that's a different podcast, isn't it? Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should we should we should do one about just you know just blockchain and all the all the effects, not just uh, journalism and media, but um... let me know. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll definitely be on the top of the list of the guests. <laughs> um, Okay, I I I think I'm satisfied, Mark. What do you think? Yes, <laughs> and we're also uh, running out of time, so yes, <laughs> you, you yes, must. Oh, okay. I'm I'm always a big fan of the podcast Hackable by um, McAfee. I think they do it, mm-hmm. and I I hope they do a, an episode about uh, all the blockchain technology one day. Um, I I don't know if you ever heard it, but yeah, um, yeah. So they they are testing um, if if a technology or anything is is hackable and. I think in in all the cases they had the, the, for the first season, um, it was. And uh, I recently read that there is like this new super super Android virus, which is like um, successfully not in the Play Store. But if you download this or that, you can get it. And that was interesting because um, they also use your phone when they hack your phone um, to like. Um, contribute to uh, cryptocurrency, so that's basically one weakness. But as always, it's when the when the user of the of their phone or the computer is like careless, and obviously you can you can do bad things with it. So it's not the yeah. weakness of the technology. No, no, you can you can lose your wallet. You can lose your physical wallet as well, right? <laughs> yeah. But nevertheless, um, thank you very much. It was very interesting, and um, I I hope everyone is checking it out when there will be the first things to see and the first things to contribute. And yeah, if they want to um, uh, subscribe for the alpha release, you could go to newser.com and you will find a link at the bottom of the page. So yeah, nice. Yes. Yeah, so we encourage everyone to do this and we hopefully meet each other someday and I am sure we will be back for like follow-up episodes in a year or so 
um, what what have you found out? How is it working? Who is doing this? Who is doing that? that Definitely be- love to be doing that. Yes. Very nice. Yeah. So um, I can't say have a nice Christmas because it's already 2018. <laughs> <laughs> have a successful 2018, I'd say. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and um, yeah, hope to read and listen to you and um yeah thank you very much david there's one thing that um must also be done in the year 2018 yes yes i know what you mean but i'm not going to say it just now I just because there say, are some things more yeah <laughs> yeah because uh we will be including of course all the all the links and uh, a few of the blockchain explainers <laughs> So you'll you'll find them in uh, in the description. Also, the all the uh, you know links to user and uh, where you can sign up. And uh, if you're not yet uh, uh, subscribed to this episode and you have been listening until now, uh, we strongly encourage you to to do so on your favorite podcasting mobile app or wherever you you know listen to podcasts. And uh, as we always like to say. Uh, don't forget to check your facts, guys. Even in 2018, it's it's been a pleasure, Karim, and uh, good luck to you. Thank you, thank you, guys. Bye, thanks. Bye, bye, bye.